Hello and welcome to this NDTV exclusive. We are focusing today on the battle for Mumbai. Joining us is uh, the candidate from Mumbai North Central and one of the BJP's generation next leaders, Poonam Mahajan. Poonam, thanks very much indeed Thank you, uh, for talking to us. Uh, we are here in your very, I must, I won't say fancy, <laughs> but very cool war room in your office here in your constituency. What would you say to those who say that last time you just simply won on the back of the Modi wave? Um, so this time I'm not saying anything about it. I believe there won't be any Modi wave in 2019. There'll be a Modi tsunami against all the opposition people who are No Modi wave, you're saying this will be a Modi, Modi tsunami. tsunami. Because Mahagadbandan will be actually drawn apart by the Modi tsunami. So this is what I say. But okay. most important Tsunami, by the way, people use tsunami a lot, but tsunami is not a great thing. It's a destruction of opposition. In, people die in tsunami. So I know what tsunami is. So it's all about destruction and the destruction of opposition's idea okay. to stop Modi, stop development and coming together where they were never together with their ideologies. Okay. So Poonam, here's the thing that before we get into Mumbai specific stuff, what your critics, when I say your critics, I mean the critics of the BJP are saying, is that this time around you have moved away from bread and butter issues of Vikas and the focus is just been on airstrikes, Balakot, Pulwama, terrorism, Pakistan, polarization. No, I don't think so. I think media is looking at it in a different way. When you look at BJP's Sankalpa Patra, mm. it is nothing about Balakot, terror strike or what has happened in past few months. But every speech that the Prime Minister is making, every Prime speech Minister that every senior speech. BJP leader is making no, is Prime exactly Minister that language. Speech talking about we need to strengthen our army. I think nothing is wrong. He is not saying vote me for the sake of my army. He's saying we want to strengthen our army. We want to keep our country intact. I think that's not a political statement. I, I have to correct you there because of late he's actually started literally saying vote for the BJP because of the army. He I said will you dedicate, he said, first time voters, I ask you to dedicate your vote to the martyrs of Pulwama. That is directly seeking votes on our martyrs. I haven't heard that but the thing is when you're talking about strengthening your yes. army, when you're talking about patriotism, I think that's nothing wrong to it. When you talk about hyper-nationalism and hyper-anti-nationalism, there the catch comes politically. But when he's talking about being patriot or nationalist, I don't see any harm. Every youngsters want to be. The election commission has actually categorically said, and it said it more than once, that you cannot politicize the armed forces. But I the agree BJP with is it. Still doing it. We are not doing it and I agree with it. That's why election commission is keeping a strong watch on everyone. Okay. And they haven't found anything wrong in Honorable Prime Minister's speech. So let's see how it goes. Now, here's a statement. I'm going to ask you whether you disagree or agree with it. I won't say who said it. Let me just <laughs> read the statement out. All infiltrators in this country except Buddhists and Hindus are going to be kicked out. You agree with the statement? See, NRC is a very impactful uh, issue, which is the Assam Accord happened in 1985. Yes, but That was used very politically. See, you cannot just use a statement. The reason behind the statement is, we are pro, uh, for NRC, we will be talking about Indians, we hmm. will be talking about strengthening our Indian democracy. Not Muslims getting are not Indians? See, it's Christians not about Muslims, no, I'm sorry. I have more Muslim and Christian voters in this country. But we are talking about you. Indian, we are talking about Indian citizens. We are talking about people who are actually minorities in other countries. So if there are Christians also, they'll be welcome. I don't think but so. But Mr. Amit Shah didn't say that. He said that we will kick out all infiltrators and he specifically said, he didn't say illegal infiltrators, he specified the religion of those who are not considered infiltrators, no, it's all about saying Hindus and Buddhists. 
So he clearly indicated that those are the two categories that are considered Indian citizens and the others aren't. You should be seeing Mr. Shah's even speech, which he uh, put it on Rajya Sabha, okay. when he spoke about illegal inflators, right. and he spoke very precisely. He told everyone how it should be done and mm. how it was politicized before. So I think taking one sentence out of some speech is not going to make any difference to it. But what we are, we are abiding, we are law-abiding citizens. We'll stand by NRC and we'll stand by every mi minority who is suffering in other countries. But I, but you didn't answer my question on whether you agreed with the manner in which he framed it or not. Do you think that one should draw distinctions between citizens on the basis of religion? He, because as you yourself he meant said, minorities. You, he as meant you yourself minorities. said, you have a constituency where you have members of all faiths. Yeah, and they are Indian citizens. That's more important to me. So they are Indian citizens and we will be standing by Indian citizens and minorities who are suffering, we will surely be standing by them. Puna Majan, thanks very much indeed for talking to us. Thanks very so much. So nice to see you. Thank you. We are here now with Priya Dutt, who is facing off against Puna Majan as we walk through this constituency of Mumbai North Central. Priya, uh, great to uh, great to be here walking with you. Now, this is something which uh, almost didn't happen, right? You you uh, you yes, opted out. Yes. All of that. Yeah. Firstly, tell me why had you opted out? I had uh, you know five years. Hmm. I was not member of parliament. It gave me an opportunity to really refocus on my life and uh, look at the direction I want to go in and uh, I started working uh, and putting all my efforts in Nargeta Foundation. And, the foundation uh, that was named after your mother. my father had started right. in 1981. Right. So my work uh, really began there and uh, you know started focusing a lot on that. Right. And uh, what I loved about it that I, I could go beyond my boundaries okay. and work anywhere I wanted. We started, we worked in Kashmir, Bihar, UP, right. Andhra, Karnataka, all over. Right. And I really was seeing the impact of our work and it really, um, and I realized, you know, this has always been my passion. Okay. Even when I was in politics, I... So you were happy to have kind of retired from politics? I was, yes. Okay. So, and I was really, explore, uh, you know, really looking at a, a new avenue of my work because I'm, I've always loved to work my hands on with people. Then what changed? You know, I have been very aware of what was happening in the country mm -hmm. and uh, and I used to be wearing my blinders on most okay. of the time because the everything I saw, even the news, everything I read in the papers was something which was... Oh, which was really uh, upsetting you? Upsetting, and you know, so I, I literally was, I was angry <laughs> in many ways. What specifically? Like, give me one or two exa specific examples. What was upsetting you? Every time I was opening a newspaper, it was only about, uh, you know, this one being killed because of reasons of religion, hmm. or uh, you know, because of who they are or their faith. Right. Or you know, which has never happened before. My father was such a person hmm. who always fought for you know national integration always right. fought for uh, humanity and for me to really go through that and constantly read this kind of really bothered me a lot that's what made you feel you wanted to jump uh, in when I, when I spoke to Rahul Gandhi and yes. uh, and I actually went to tell him that listen I'm not going to fight this election because I'm unable to deal with this kind of thing and he told me one thing is very very nice and he he didn't tell me please fight. Hmm. He just said that I completely understand where you're coming from, Priya. But I think you're 
thinking too much about about it. We all are fighting, hmm. and uh, we are not fighting for ourselves. Okay. You know, we are we are fighting uh, because we we need to fight this. And that made me think. You know, I said, what the hell am I doing? I mean, there is people like us and like-minded people hmm. have to somewhere get down and be able to give back, make a difference somewhere where so we this, can. So this idea that Rahul Gandhi convinced you is that is is that what? No, because the perception is you were reluctant, you didn't want to contest. Yeah. Rahul Gandhi, you had that famous conversation. I did have a, have a conversation, but yes. it was not about him convincing me. You okay. know, he did speak to me, and uh, and I, you know, definitely put my 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 uh, things forward and hmm. why I didn't want to contest and stuff like that. Right. And when he said that, he said, you know, I'll, it's your decision. Okay. And uh, that is when I thought I that you wanted to jump in. That if I'm getting this platform, and if I can make a difference, hmm. you know, I have always uh, worked with my father. I've always uh, done stuff where uh, sure. we've always wanted to kind of contribute something. Right. You know. Right. For the better good. Right. And I think uh, this was the time, you know, where uh, and I keep telling people like all of us who really believe in. Um, you know, a united India who believe in uh, right. you know together. Right. They have Priya that masks here, by the way. They're standing there. Yeah, one second. Wow, Priya that. I mean, I've never seen. I've seen Modi masks, and I've seen Priya that mask. But tell me, the fact is, Priya, that the the decision was taken so late. You've jumped yeah. in late. So many people are saying that, you know, isn't that going to go against you? That you've been absent for all these years, then you jump in at the last minute. No, I was not absent. Hmm. I mean, maybe politically I was not very active. Hmm. But uh, through my work, I was very connected with the people. Okay, so you're saying even if you're not actively in politics, you still had a political connect. Yeah. So that that still remains. But one thing you had said is that one of the reasons why you'd hung up your boots is because of family. Right? You wanted to, you know, you're no, looking after I, your children. Yes, very much. That yes. is a big part of it. Yes. And my work at that time, Really allowed me a great balance. But now, what's going to happen to family? <laughs> now I will have to make that balance. Okay. And I've said that right in the beginning, when my first election happened, I was pregnant with my child. Right. I had my two kids in uh, ten years, in hmm. from 2004 hmm. when I fought my election to 2014. So, um, and uh, I did balance my time in in a you know better way and things. But I I, I always gonna... said yeah. that my family is my priority. When they need me, I will always be there. I'm seeing BJP is also here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BJP, Sena, now you're together. Now you're together. Now you're together. Now you're but today, how would you rate Narendra Modi as Prime Minister? Number one. One, number one. Number one. He's the only one. There's no. 
So, okay. So, so when Udav Thakre, one second, when Udav Thakre, when uh, Udav Thakre say Chokidar Chor hai, then what? Over now. That is not to be, the issue is not to be discussed. He had some different context. Yes. But we have, now everything is closed. Why we should do? You should be talking it. Because if, if the honorable Prime Minister has gale lagay, then what is the question? When two are in love, why the third person we have should have a problem? No, it's not about with them. No, no, not at all. It is not an issue. Okay. It is not a problem. Nothing is there. But Nothing the other there. day, we when are in love with each other. Don't go for You are in love with each other now. Yes, no problem. Absolutely. Milind Devra says that Arvind Savant in five years has not done any work. He is not to be seen here. <laughs> it's most ridiculous thing. Okay. Most ridiculous. A man who keeps himself confined to four walls right. for four months, four years and nine months. Yes. How does he know that whether I was seen or not? One moment. He I will ask you. I will ask you about a billion. But first, tell no, me no, if you were to identify two. No, no. I am coming to billion. If you were to identify two big achievements yeah. of Arvind Savant in this constituency, yeah. I know you will say many, but two big. What would two that be? Two big is the Mumbai Portress, the Hutman dwellers. Yes. I got. positive assurance of rehabilitation 25000 apartment dwellers on the land of mbpt will be rehabilitated in tune with the policy of the state government assurance you yes got. i got it free houses it's okay. a big achievement okay. it's not an outside it's an assurance on the floor of the parliament number 1 number 2 number 2 the coastal road okay we got it approved by, by during my tenure only okay. and the third, third is the improvement in railway services improvement but otherwise you are saying milin devra can't criticize you because he himself is not seen never ever sir example i give you when when the buildings so many buildings collapsed in mumbai hmm. three four buildings collapsed fire took even at it close to his residence hmm. the metro uh, uh, shoes uh, shop uh, took took fire hmm. and then uh, during that he never attended went there never ever right. when you you just asked me the monetization okay yes i was in the part of india okay yes. oh, he was in opposition yes who stopped him he was playing guitar that time you know it. just go and watch it when the calamity is there he right. was never there When the, the situation fact, demanded right. that some opposition leaders should come to con console them, he was not. We played both the rules. Last word, I want to ask you because in the spirit of Bhaijara, you fight elections. That's fine. But if there's one positive thing about Milind Devra, if you would say, what would that be? See, after all, he's a he's a good human being in a wrong party. क्वेश्चन Within 10 years, uh, within 10 years, show me a single example that okay. he has done for the people of India. I'll absolutely do that. Arvind Savant, thank you very much indeed. All the very best to you. We are now with uh, the Congress candidate from South Mumbai and also the president, newly made president of the Mumbai Congress, Milin Devra. Milin, thanks for joining us here as you take out this uh, kind of road show. When you see this kind of a response, how are you reading it differently from 2014? Firstly, this is a very tough area in South Mumbai for us. Why? It's not. 
viewership in one day, in one week, in one month. It takes time. It takes a concerted effort. Milan Devra, thanks very much indeed for talking to us. We wish you all the best. The battle for Mumbai South. Milan Devra versus Arvind Savant. Will it be a repeat of 2014? Or, as Milan says, contradictions within the Sena BJP alliance. Will that help him? We'll have to wait and see. For the moment, we're signing off from here. Thanks for watching. Goodbye.